everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. It's amazing how often we make decisions. Life is full of decisions. Some of you right now are in the process, I know, of making a major decision in your life, a life that that matters to God, and you're making choices that really, really concern Him. Some of you are thinking about, okay, Ed, I'm, I'm, I'm possibly considering a relocation. I'm thinking about another job. That's a major decision. You're in the throes of it. You're in the middle of that decision. Others of you have been talking to someone, you've been dating someone for a while, and you're like, I'm really considering marrying this person. And that's probably the second most important decision you'll ever make. That's a big time decision. Others of you are like, you know, this hurtful habit that I've been dealing with, this thorn in my flesh, I'm tired of it. And you're, again, in the process of making the decision about really dealing with that and getting rid of that. Others are thinking about a financial decision because of this economy, maybe because of the cards or maybe the hand that's been dealt to you. You're like, this is a joke. I've got to change. I've got to do something. You're in the throes of that decision. So decisions, decisions. Life is full of decisions as we negotiate the maze of life. When you're making a decision, what are you doing? Because we're going to look today at the evolution of a decision. And the reason that we're going to do so is the fact that the scriptures tell us how to make great decisions and great choices. I'm going to talk to you about a man that you've probably never heard a talk on before or a sermon on before. His name is Darius. Darius was an Old Testament figure who was a king. And basically, Darius, we're going to see, was in the throes of a major decision. And the the cool thing about this decision that Darius was making was you can feel the movement, you can feel the tension, and you can see him moving toward the right decision. And then right when he gets down to the point of making the call, well, I want to talk about that. Because many times we're in these decisions, whatever they are, a major decision, and we're like, okay, okay, I see it. I understand it. And it's like we see everything clear. And then right when we make the call, things change. The tide turns, something weird happens, and, and then we're thrown into this whole situation. And, and many times, we make decisions that we regret. Have you ever made a decision that you regret? I have. Have you ever listened to the wrong people at the wrong time and made a decision based on what they have said and you've missed it? I have. And it's interesting that right when we get to that point of the decision, when we get to that, to that collision in life that sometimes all hell breaks loose or all heaven breaks loose and 
we, we go either one way or another, but many times we make decisions and we regret those decisions. Darius was in the same situation. Darius, just to give you some brief history, had just bashed the Babylonians. He took over that city that a lot of people thought was, was impervious. It was impenetrable. Walls 350 feet high. Think about that. 87 feet thick. Yet he took it over. The Medes and the Persians dominated Darius. And this was a smart move. Took Daniel aside. He knew that Daniel had been a leader, a man of integrity. He knew that Daniel had spoken truth into the lives of other kings, the Babylonian kings, like Belshazzar, like Nebuchadnezzar. So Darius was like, hey, I'm, I'm starting this new kingdom. I have the reins now. It's a whole new day. Daniel, I'm, I'm going to have you as an impact player. You're going to be a heavy hitter in my kingdom. Have you ever started something new and fresh? Have you ever started something? It's like, wow, okay, everything is just, is just great. I'm, I'm at the top of my game. Darius was at the top of the ladder. He, he, was, he was it. Have you, ever, have you ever experienced life like that? You, you've just started the marriage. You're, you're fresh off of the honeymoon. Well, the decisions that you make at the first of your marriage determine the future of your marriage. Maybe you have a lot of guts in, in today's world and you've started a brand new business. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy move, isn't it? What do you do? Well, you have to make decisions and the decisions, the choices you make at the first determine how you will finish your race in this company. Maybe you have just joined a, a new team or you've started a new position. You just had a baby. Well, the decisions that you make today form a foundation for how you're going to parent in the future. So decisions are, 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 are monstrous, especially, especially when they're life-altering decisions, especially when they're decisions at the first. I think back when we began fellowship years ago in a small office complex with just a handful of people. I had no idea, but the decisions that we made back then have set the course for who we are and where we are today. Decisions, decisions, because when we make those decisions at the first, here's what's gonna happen. We will have people come up to us, consultants, sometimes crazy consultants, and they will give us advice. Do we listen to them and make decisions based on their framework on their perspective, or do we bring in the Daniels in our lives and talk to them? That is the real crux of decision-making. The Bible talks about Darius and Darius's decision in Daniel chapter six, it's over in the Old Testament. And again, you might've heard of Daniel before. That's right, I'm talking about Daniel and the lion's den, that famous story we learned as little kids. If you haven't heard the story, I'll kind of talk about it today a little bit. Daniel chapter six, verse three. So Daniel distinguished himself, the Bible says, among the administrators and the satraps. Satraps were simply governors. By his exceptional qualities that the king, Darius, planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Again, Darius has just taken the reins of the new kingdom and he planned on giving the reins to Daniel. 
He was a pretty smart leader. He had the org chart, the flow chart happening. He had the three administrators and the satraps, and he had accountability and structure going on, and Daniel was his guy. Darius, though, I really believe made a mistake. He talked too much. Why did everybody know before the promotion that Daniel was gonna get promoted? Darius. I'm sure the guy was Twittering or something, blogging, and, and he just started doing that too much. So everyone knew that Daniel was the man. People didn't dig it. Why? Because Daniel wasn't one of them. He was not a, a Persian. Daniel was a new kid. People get jealous of you, and they get jealous of me when they see the blessings of God on our lives. They get jealous when we get the promotion, when we get the windfall, when they see the favor of God. That's just part of life. But let me flip that for a second and ask you, do you ever get jealous of people? Because we're gonna find out that the satraps and the administrators, they didn't like Daniel and they didn't like the fact that Daniel was gonna be promoted, so they became this group of negative naysayers, this, this group that spewed their toxic venom on everybody. Have you discovered that? Have you discovered when, when your peer is blessed, you have a struggle with jealousy? I'll be honest with you, I'm not jealous of teachers. I don't have to fight jealousy when it comes to people who are in residential real estate or commercial real estate. I don't worry about jealousy when I talk to some doctor or attorney, but I do worry about it and deal with it when I think about other pastors. Wait a minute, he was able to do that and I didn't get a chance to do that as much, Lord, as I've prayed and sacrificed and studied. And You mean she got an opportunity for that and not me? I can't believe. We're jealous, aren't we, of our peers. You remember back after David had killed the Philistine Goliath, he and Saul, King Saul, walked into town and everyone was saying, Saul has killed his thousands, David his tens of thousands. The Bible says when Saul heard that, he leveled a jealous eye toward David. Whenever you've got pride, you've got jealousy and envy. Darius was in the process of making the right call. He was gonna give the reins to Daniel. Yet some palace plotters, some Persian palace plotters didn't like it because Daniel wasn't Persian. So let's see what they did. Daniel chapter six, verses six and seven. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group. <laughs> they went as a group. They went as a group. They. They always have something to say. They have been coming to me. I'm just saying what they said. They feel they. I'll give you a question that'll mess somebody up whenever they use the they word. Just say, excuse me, who are they? Uh, 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 that they? Yeah, them. Them? Those. Those? Whose? I don't know. Usually, the they are just a few negative people. Who are they? Do you have the right they in your life? The right they are people who are T, tough. They're tough. 
They speak the truth in love. H, they're honest. They live lives of integrity. They distinguish themselves over and above and beyond others. E, they're encouraging. I don't need any whiners in my life, do you? I don't need any more discouragement in my life, do you? I need people that will encourage me. Why? They're yielded to God and they're yielded to you. They say yes to God and they say yes to your friendship. They've got your back. But when you start something, when you're at the top of your game, when you're at the top of the ladder, that's when you fall. People rarely fall when they're climbing the ladder. They rarely fall when they're building the company. They rarely fall when they're building the team or building the corporation or building the church. They fall when they get to the top of the ladder. Be very careful of the groups of people who join themselves to you and who butter you up and who tell you all of this stuff when you're at the top of the ladder. Because so often, not in every case, but so often they have their own agenda, their own deal, they're the administrators and the satraps and then they wanna trap you and they want to make you lion bait because that was what they were doing with Daniel. I'm giving you simply the context of Daniel and the lion's den. Their agenda was to throw Daniel to the lions. So the administrators, verse six, and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, oh, King Darius, live forever. Oh, King Darius, you're the man. Oh, King Darius, you are an amazing leader. Verse seven, the royal administrators, the prefects, the satraps, the advisors, and the governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree. They've all agreed. We've voted. (laughs) You know something that's interesting about scripture? Every time God's people voted, they voted outside the will of God. Read about it. And that's why at fellowship, we don't vote. Because when you vote, you have a side that wins and a side that loses. If you vote all the time, your church is full of losers. And here's something else that is, that is politically incorrect. Hold on to your theater seats. The majority is usually wrong. Christianity is a sport of the minority. If you're going to want to go with the majority, kind of go with the flow, with the satraps and administrators and governors and prefects, you're barking up the wrong tree. Because what Daniel did was crazy. Daniel, in the face of all of this hypocrisy and, and all of this rebellion and all of this chicanery and paganism. Daniel lived a life. It was crazy for him to pray. It was crazy for him to be honest. It was crazy for him to have integrity. It was crazy for him to be a man of courage. So to live for God, man, we gotta be crazy. The Bible is a book of the remnant. The Bible is a book of the remnant. The Bible is a book of a few. The Bible is a book of of, of, of people who were willing to face the music and go the way of the Lord no matter what the cost. That's Daniel. So the Daniels in your life ain't gonna come up to you in a group. The Daniels in your life ain't gonna come up to you like the satraps and the administrators. No, 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 no. Daniels don't swim in schools. 
Daniels are singles. I don't mean they're not married. <laughs> I mean they're usually by themselves. Daniels are people you've got to pray in. Daniels are people you've got to seek out. Daniels are, Daniels are people you've got to find. The Daniels are not the ones who usually volunteer. Oh, big me! Daniels are not the ones who blow your phone up. Who, they're not the ones who spend all the time online or Twittering or blogging. No, 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 no. They don't have time for that. Daniels are people who are there, but we've got to have the wisdom and the discernment to engage them and to talk to them and to ask them, hey, I'm getting ready to make this big decision about this person. I'm thinking about marrying or I'm thinking about moving to this area or taking this job. Am I crazy or not? What would you do? Do you have any Daniels in your life? Anybody speaking truth into your life? I thank the Lord for the Daniels in my life. There's not a bunch of them, just a few. You won't find them everywhere, but I'm telling you, God has them in your life. But if you're always listening to the group, you'll miss really receiving the great discernment and the power that the Daniels have. So they said, verse seven, we've all agreed that the king should issue an edict. This was an old school email. Have, have you ever sent the text or the email and you've gone, oh no, what have I done? Why did I press send? Have you ever done that before? Wow, this is what our boy Darius is gonna do. That's why technology is amazing. I mean, we've gotta love technology, but I tell our staff this all the time. When you email, Twitter, text, blog, don't write anything emotional down because so often we want to take it back. Oh, I didn't really mean that. And people take it in different ways and weird ways. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant this and that and this and that. Just sit down with them and go old school if you're sharing emotional stuff and talk to them. Isn't it funny? We, we have more opportunities for communication because of technology than at any other time in the history of the world, yet we're the worst at communicating. We're terrible. Wow. Technology. Send an edict. Send an email, Darius. And, and, and here's the email. They were playing up to the guy's ego. And let, me, let me see. Let me, let me show you what, what happened. Issue an edict in the middle of verse 7 and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except you, O king, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Oh, Darius, it'll be 30 days of you. Sounds pretty good. Darius is like, man, 30 days of me, 30 days of Darius, I'm the man, I'm God. Well, here's what's so stupid about Darius. Here's what's so dumb about Darius. His pride, we see it again, blinded him. God used the group the negative people, the haters, to help in this blinding process. He had Daniel right there at his disposal. He knew Daniel had helped Belshazzar and Nebuchadnezzar. He never consulted Daniel. He wrote the email, he pressed send, and he put this edict into play. Because when you read the written law of the Medes and the Persians, once it happened, once you wrote it, once you pressed send, you couldn't take it back. So Darius is like, okay, 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 everybody's gotta worship me, and if you don't, you're gonna be lion bait. 
There's different types of people that we meet. The with you's, the for you's, and the use you's. I've met them along the way. The with you's are people who are with you no matter what. They're the Daniels. They've got your back. Go through a conflict, they've got your back. They're, they're with you. They love you. They're tough. They're honest. They're encouraging and they're yielded, right? Then they're the for you's. For you's are fans. They're just kind of for you. Yay! Okay, good. For you's are, are for you just because you're for the same thing that they are. But the moment you do one thing they don't dig, boom, they're going to somebody else and they'll be for them too. They use you like rungs on a ladder. They're, 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 they're players. They're not really people of purpose and passion. They're, they're people who are posers. They're climbers. The four U's. Then you've got the use U's. The use U's are the four U's on steroids. The use U's will betray you and mess you around and stab you in the back and throw you to the lions. But here's what the use U's don't understand. When they're throwing you and me to the lions, they don't realize the fact that they're becoming lion bait themselves. God's going to protect us. When we live for the Lord, when we are courageous, when we're Daniel, God's going to take care of us. Yeah, he's going to take us through the lion's den because it's a minority thing, a remnant thing. It's not a majority thing. But I'm telling you, the people that push us in the lion's den will become lion bait themselves. And that is what we're going to see happens in this, in this story. This, this stuff is wild, isn't it? The Bible's crazy. Crazy stories about crazy people doing crazy things. Are you crazy crazy or are you good crazy? Darius didn't think about Daniel's track record. He just was so into his ego. Okay, I'll do it. Well, do you think Daniel prayed to Darius? Are you kidding me? Daniel could have, Daniel could have, could have like gone, okay, I'm just going to cool the jets and I'll just pray at night when all the lights are out. No, he didn't. Daniel prayed three times a day. And, and the Bible says the group came and saw him praying. Oh, Daniel, you're praying. I caught you. Check out what happened in verse 13. Then they, they, they said to the king, Daniel, who was one of the exiles from Judah, King Darius, pays no attention to you. Now that's a lie. Daniel pays no attention to Darius? Are you kidding me? That's not true. And how often people come to us as a group and they tell us one thing, but we've got to realize if we have discernment, there's always a story behind the story. You mean you believe everything everybody tells you about others? Why do we want to believe the dirt on people? We do, don't we? There's something inside of me. I just want to believe and see that dirty laundry in people's lives. So often, so often it's not true. It's not real. There's a story behind the story. The people who are coming to you and me have their own agenda, their own situation, their own underlying motive. He pays no attention to you. Or to the decree, they said, you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. Well, they caught Daniel. And they, the group, chunked him into the lion's den. Put a stone over the opening. What was that like? 
in a den with a bunch of hungry lions? I bet one of the lions looked at him and said, welcome to the jungle, we have fun and games. It wasn't fun and games. But you know, in Daniel's case, it was because he was doing what was right. He was following God. The Bible said God sent a messenger to shut the mouths of the lions. Many people think that was actually a pre-incarnate visit of Jesus who shut the mouths of the lions. Darius tried everything to rescue him. Regret, remorse, have you ever felt that? I have. Making a bad decision, listening to bad advice. That night, Darius, the Bible said, didn't have any entertainment. He didn't do any partying. He just had this sleepless night, the dark night of the soul. And that's when so often we make decisions. That's so often when we say, God, have your way with me. I've tried it my own way. And, and Darius saw right there the right of pride was a brutal ride. The right of pride was a brutal ride, a horrible Right, so he got right with God and he woke up early and as the sun was rising, he, he ran to the lion's den and Daniel emerged unscathed. And then Darius took the palace plotters, tossed them into the lion's den and before they even got down into the den, they were ripped to shreds. Welcome to the jungle. It was over. Lights out. And then Darius, man, he, he, he sent another email. And this edict was about the worship and the reverence and the praise to God. And, and then the Bible says, the last verse in Daniel chapter 6, that Daniel prospered before the Lord. He prospered as he worked for Darius. God wants prosperity for all of us. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about living by God's standard. I'm talking about making decisions the way God wants us to make decisions. I'm talking about being people of courage, being people who were bold. Think about Daniel. Daniel was from Jerusalem in a very pagan environment. Was he whining like, oh, if I only lived in Jerusalem. Oh, I don't like it over here. I don't know about all this stuff. This is just so terrible. When I have the opportunity to travel, and just recently I've been to a number of places, I always ask people this question when they're taking me from the airport to some speaking engagement, I'll go, whether I'm in Sydney, Australia, or Johannesburg, or London, or like I'm going today to New York, or to Columbia, South Carolina, or Sacramento, California, or El Paso, Texas, I'll go, hey, I always ask this question, hey, I said, how do you like living here? And I get a wide range of responses. So many people say, oh, I hate it here. I just hate it. London is so cold, it's so expensive. It's just food. <laughs> How do you like it here? Oh, I just don't like, I don't like New York. Oh man, people rude to New Yorkers, everything's going fast, all the energy, oh, I just don't like it. Miami, it's so hot. I can't understand what people say. I don't speak Spanish. And now, I meet other people in the same cities. Oh, I love Miami. The diversity, it's just the weather, it's just the greatest. 
New York, oh, the chill. <gasps> Shopping and the energy and so many different people. London, oh, it's a, it, London is, is, is the bomb, just the architecture and the diversity and, and the history and the people. I just, I just love it. The ones who have the negative vibe are the people who don't understand that God has placed them there for a phenomenal reason and purpose. The ones who have a good vibe, who understand that they're there for a reason like Daniel did, they are difference makers. And because they have a right relationship with God, they love and embrace where they are. So friends, happiness and purpose and power is not about geography. It's about a relationship with God. It's about seeing that you're there to influence and change wherever you are. So are you like Daniel? I mean, in the midst of this pagan culture going, Lord, thank you for this position and this company. I'm around a lot of pagans and a lot of people are crazy, crazy, but thank you, I'm there for a reason. Or are you like, I can't believe it. I just kind of want to work for a Christian company. Just surround myself with Christian people and hear Christian music. And when we have a plumbing problem, call a Christian plumber. That's what I... <laughs> Isn't that funny? Who are you listening to? What a point of application. Are you listening to the groups? Because I'm going to tell you nine times out of ten, the groups are wrong. We've had so many groups cycle through Fellowship Church in the early days, and they meant well, and they gave suggestions to me and others, let's do this and let's do that. And we would smile and go, you know what? We're not going to do that. Why? Because of God's calling. Why? Because of the Daniels in my life and other people's lives. We've got to say no. We've got to listen to the crazies, smile with them, negotiate around them, and then talk to the Daniels. Who are you listening to? You know, years ago when we first kicked off this work, I decided I was not going to read very many letters. And even today, I don't hardly read any emails, blogs, Twitter. Are you kidding me? I don't read it. You know why? Because when you always are listening to what the groups and what people are saying, you're like a roller coaster. Oh, they're saying good things about me at the company or at the church. Oh, I feel good. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, they hate me. Ah! Oh, they lied me. They lied me. Oh, that's good. Oh, they hate me. I don't want to live like that, do you? We've got to please an audience of one. Who's that God? He'll take care of the rest. Who are you listening to? Groups or Daniels? You listen to the four yous? Yeah, I'm a fan. Rah, rah, rah. The yous yous? or those who are with you. Because when we have the Daniels in our life, they can speak truth into our lives and we will make the right call even in the midst of this crazy, crazy world. That's what it means to truly swallow the crazy pill. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. 
We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.